Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. Hawks lose 3-2 in Montreal, but boy, that final score is generous. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks, everybody, for being here with us. We appreciate it. Lots of people have done it already, but if you're new here or you haven't done it yet, make sure you smash that like button for us in the uh, on the YouTube page. Make sure you're following the YouTube page as well. Same deal on your podcast app. Make sure you are following or subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Fellas, there is a lot to get to in this one. And before we even begin, um, we're going to be critical. We're going to be a little pissed. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think we're ready to declare uh, any with any grand statements that anyone here sucks or anyone here is a bust or anything like that. No, they all suck. I think we need to temper the knee-jerk reactions we're already seeing in the chat and just slow it down and pump the brakes and remind people that this is a rebuild. That said, this might be the least inspired performance of the Luke Richardson era. It's the most uh, disjointed that they have looked that I can recall. Since since Richardson's been the head coach, that first period was awful. Uh, their power plays were terrible. Uh, you can't. This team is not talented enough to flip the switch in the final five minutes of the game and say, and, "Oh, we want to win now." Yeah, and they hit the damn post and almost did it anyway. <laughs> right, but that's <laughs> that's not the norm. Um, yeah, just a really uh, frustrating. Night puck possession was hor- was horrible. Um, we talked about in the in the in the pregame about how pitiful faceoffs have been, and it was again not great tonight. So there's a lot to uh, there's a lot still to work on. It's game three of eighty two. Uh, this is still a team coming together, but man, uh, in a in a game that is probably your most evenly matched of the first seven that you play, uh, the 3-2 the score is deceiving. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. And we had a lot of bad games last year, but that was just because the talent gap was... Wider. So this was a team that... On paper, you're pretty evenly matched up against. Closer to, yeah. And they they whooped your ass up and down that ice all night long. This was the most disorganized I can remember a Luke Richardson team being. We, we saw a lot of bad games last year, but we also saw, like, you know, good effort. At least you saw what they were trying to do. Tonight was just like... It was like all the guys, like when you play like the bubble hockey and you can spin them around, that's what yeah. it looked like out there. Guys were skating into each other all night yeah. long, passes to nobody, just Running b- into bad, each other. bad yeah. plays. <coughs> you know, the power play was just awful. Awful. So they bad. gave up just as many shots on goal on the power play as they had, and, of course, they give up the shorty. And, uh, yeah. Just so much bad. There's a lot and of yet, bad. And, and, yet, and yet they were a. A, a centimeter away from tying it. <laughs> right. Yeah, but you yeah, know what? Right. I'm almost I'm almost pissed because now they can look at this and be like, well, you know, we never gave up and we battled back and, man, we hit the post. We were right there. F that. 
F that. We talked in the pregame about Luke Richardson getting pissed off. If he's not a little bit peeved after this game, I'd be a little bit surprised. Dude, this team is, went into will. this he game. I, I'm going to say, like, expecting to win is not a bad thing. No. But they almost went in, like, expecting, like, they were going to laugh Montreal out of the building. They were a completely perimeter team. It was like effing 12 uh, redeemed verbatas on the ice tonight. Honest to God. How many guys went to the net? Athanasiu went to the net. Perry went to the net. Yeah. Tyler Johnson went to the net. And guess what? Those are the three guys that probably were the best forwards for the Hawks outside of Bedard, who, again, right. had a solid Just game. But he's trying like, to do everything he can. Everyone, and I don't know. Like, this team has to get the message that you're not talented enough to run your five-on-five five like you're on a power play and pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it, pass it. Go to the net. Mm-hmm. When you go to the net, that's when they've had success. This team had exactly zero high-danger chances through the first two periods. They didn't generate a single high-danger scoring chance. Uh, that's need- almost impossible. And you didn't need one of them fancy stat websites to know that either. No, watch no, the effing game. The game. They, no, were, it- they were loud. It was like... You said Radom Bravada. It was like all of a sudden we have 12 Dylan Secures out there. Yeah, I mean, nobody, the Zamboni nobody didn't even have right. to go in front of the Montreal net during intermission. Like, oh, thanks. Right. I'll grab some popcorn and said this. Ice is perfectly smooth. It was, it, it, this, it bugs me. This, it, mm-hmm. it, this one bugs me. And maybe it's cool that we're annoyed after a loss again for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's better than being, like, complacent with it. I, this was a night, I've been looking forward to this game. Like, Pittsburgh, no one knew what to expect at all. Yeah. Boston, you're like, all right, they're probably not going to win, but hopefully they make it competitive, and they did. Yep. This was the one you're like, all right, now we can see what this team can do. Now we can see this team, like, really with an evenly matched, maybe Montreal's a year ahead of them in a rebuild, fine, whatever. Whatever you want to say, you know, we're nitpicking. But still, yeah. But they should be closer to Montreal than pretty much anyone they're going to play before Thanksgiving. This is the one I was looking forward to. Like you said before the game, a barometer mm-hmm. to see where where they were. They looked like ass for 50 minutes of this game. Yeah, and the, the comeback effort, uh, you know, look at who they had on the ice um, with with Mrazek pulled late in the game. They had Perry and Felino and Dickinson and then Donato Jones and Bedard. Like, it was, it was written into their strategy. Throw the puck at the net and let let Perry and Felino and Dickinson muck it up around there and try and get a rebound goal. And look what happens. Tyler Johnson gets in there and and, and you know gets the the three two goal, and both of his goals tonight came from just pucks being thrown on the net. Like you you don't have the guys that you used to. And I know that none of these none of these Blackhawks have that mentality of like, oh, but back when I played with Kane and Taze and Sharp and Hosa and all that, none of them have that. Um, but you also just you have to realize what your skill level is. You know, you're not going to go out there and 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 razzle dazzle your way to five six goals a night. You ha- you have you're still this team that is you know mostly devoid of talent. Uh, when it comes to what most other NHL teams have, so you have to play simple. You have to play. You have to play straightforward. You have to benefit from dirty goals. And yeah, are you going to get some from uh, Bedard and guys like maybe Taylor Hall and maybe Lucas Reichel at some point? 
that are really nice highlights, yeah. That's not where the mo- majority of your goals are going to come from, though. It's going to come from guys who are banging in rebounds or who are, you know, tipping pucks, things like, you know, things of that nature where, you know, it's, it's, it's not glamorous, but it's what this team still is built to do for the most part. Yeah, and uh, another alarming thing, yeah, everything you said is spot on. They need to just kind of simplify things. You need to just put the puck on the net, let your big bodies get in there. We, the, when, they, when they finally started doing that, good things happened. Mm. Too many guys just looking to keep passing, make the perfect pass, make yeah. the perfect setup. Screw it. Get the puck on the net. Cause some, cause some havoc out there. Make the goalie make a save. You know, there's a reason that's a trope in hockey. Yeah, right, because it works. You chip the puck in, go to the net, good things happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's now three games. the The faceoffs is embarrassing. It's so bad. It's really it's embarrassing. Bad. It's really look bad. at these numbers. Ryan Donato, two for seven, twenty nine percent, not a center. Jason Dickinson, four of thirteen, thirty one percent, not great. Nick Foligno, 3 of 4, 75%. <laughs> not a center. He's not a center. Lucas Reichel only took three draws tonight. Won one of them. That's not great. Cole Gutman, 0 for 5. Not good. Tyler Johnson, 1 for 6. Not good. Connor Bedard, 1 for 9. Not great. They were 12 of 36 at the dot for 25%. You've got to be better than that. That's really bad. You, well, you look, don't have a face-off guy on this team. No, and we've talked about, you know, you don't want to go and, and abandon the rebuild and all this stuff, and you don't want to go to spend money wildly. But, like, you talk about it all the time. You're putting together a team, not just filling out a roster. There's no real centers here. Bedard's a center. We know that. And most rookies struggle in face-offs. Fine, I'm going to put that one aside. Right. I'll even maybe excuse Lucas Reichel, but... There's like you said, there's no one here that you can throw over the boards and say just no, win a faceoff. Every board, time please. we had a, a a power play, it was like, well, okay, you're gonna lose that opening yeah. faceoff, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna take twenty seconds, thirty seconds, because you gotta go chase the puck. Yeah, and and like there have been studies done, and in the long run of things, like faceoffs don't make a huge statistical impact, and I get that, but it's the difference between having possession or not. Yeah, and you're you're down a goal late and. They got the net empty, and I said to you guys, I go, be nice someone could win a face-off here, but you had no faith it was going to happen. Right. It's, I'm not, I'm not, and again, this goes back to the, like, being critical doesn't mean you're against the plan, or I've turned on Kyle Davidson or anything, but, like, (laughs) (sighs) like, I know that he said Bedard doesn't change the rebuild, and for the most part, he shouldn't, but... This team can't be this reliant on Taylor Hall. He can't be that important. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to change much. I think, as far as it comes to having a solidified center on the team that can win you a draw, that is, I mean that that's clearly something they're lacking right now. Is is there a huge difference between a team? that finishes the year 49% at the face-off dot versus 51% at the face-off dot? No. In the grand scheme of things, no. Is there a big difference between a team that's 47% at the dot and 25% at the dot? Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that's 
that's huge. Uh, and, and this is a team that needs to make the most of the possessions that they get. So, yes, you'd much rather start a play with possession than have to go and take the puck away from somebody. So, Bedard, you're going to play him at center. That 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 is continuing to be the plan. Reichel, I... Again, it wasn't a one of three. Your second line center is taking three faceoffs. It's also a complete non-factor. Period. Yeah, I, 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 I said during the game, I said he's he's got to start showing me something, or at least for me, the leash is going to get shorter on him. And I'm not saying send him back to Rockford. No. tomorrow. I'm just saying though, hey, it's three games. What? What have you to show for it? You're not winning faceoffs. You're kind of creating a few plays here and there a little bit. Uh, I just I just don't see the offensive pop that I think we're we're expecting to see from him. So led, it's got to come at some point. He led the team with six shots on goal tonight, but I only really remember one of them. That that one timer he had on the power play. Yeah, Lucas uh, Reichel had six shots on goal. That's what this says. You could have fooled me. It's what the NHL. Does anyone remember? Are we? No. Does I, anyone remember? Many I remember. I remember the one timer on the power play. That's it. That's I, the only one I remember. I literally had to check this four times because I saw it here on the NHL.com event summary. Six shots on goal for Lucas Reichel. Those are okay. on goal, not attempts. Yes. Six shots what on goal. More than Connor Bedard. Over my head. More than. Uh, but, but here's another problem. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Only nine Blackhawks had a shot on goal. Uh, the Canadians had 15 players with a shot on goal. I mean, when you have seven power plays, most of the same guys are going to be taking shots. But, you know, uh, yeah. 21 you, of your 31 shots came from four guys. Yeah. Reichel had six. And then the trio of Athanasio, Tyler Johnson, and Connor Bedard all had five. Five. And uh, our buddy Gaming for Veterans with a $10 super chat. Uh, good point. Hawks 0 for 14 on the power play to start the season. It's not good. Yeah, not good. And it's good. looked better in the first two games with the puck movement. Yeah, they're the, moving it, but shots, they're, not but they're not getting results. And tonight was brutal. They gave yeah. up the shorty. They could have given up three or four shorties. Yeah, the, the power play in the first two games, you're at least encouraged by the puck movement, the body movement the chances that they were creating they just didn't fall. Tonight it was it was it was very bad. It was you're passing up opportunities, you're overpassing, you're giving up, you know, shorthanded chance after shorthanded chance, eventually one of them falls. Uh it's it was just tonight was the worst that the power play has looked. And not just because of the shorthanded goal, but that was a big part of it. All right, we've got some business to take care of and we're going to every game we let you our viewers choose the four star of the game. The three stars of the game: number one, uh, number three, Cole Caulfield; number two, Caden Gooley. Picked uh, one pick ahead of Lucas Reichel for the record, and your number one star, Sean Monahan. Uh, all three of them played very well. That goal by Caulfield was absolutely sick. I love that kid; great player. Uh, yep. So your four star nominees for tonight: Tyler Johnson had two goals, was plus two, and had five shots. Andreas Athanasiu plus one, five shots on goal, and four more shot attempts. And Alex Vlasic, sixteen fifty-four of ice time, three block shots, a hit, and a takeaway. Get your votes in on the YouTube page now, and we'll reveal those answers uh, at the end of the show. We're also going to tell you um, who won 
Who's your hawk? It was Mario. Oh, you spoiled the surprise. <laughs> well, see it, see you tomorrow, guys. Didn't even do a drum roll that time. Nah, they, they do not deserve a drum roll tonight. Oh, okay. the, Mario picked Counter Bedard, which so, is what you do when you're on a losing streak. Well, yeah, you announce, when you gotta wear the helmet for the rest of the I, show now. Where is the helmet? Is that the rule? We might as well start the show with. Okay, when, just wear it at the end of the show. Yeah, it's I don't fine. even know. Oh, you have it. All right. I, I that oh, was one thing it? I forgot to do. Not wearing it the rest of the show, but I'm gonna wear it for a while. All right. He had Connor Bedard. I had Taylor Radish. Uh, both had secondary assists. Uh, Mario gets the tiebreaker. The nights uh, that you guys his. win, I'm I'm gonna start the show before you even do your intro. Jay, I'm gonna be like, Greg won. <laughs> so he has to wear it the whole time. Hey man, I don't got time for positivity. You can tonight. you can you can yell at two Jay years of positivity for, for bringing it up this early in the show. Yeah, Fine. that's enough. I'm good. I'm just. I don't want to think positive tonight. It's, I'm just. It's just annoying. This is a game that I think I and many Hawks fans were looking forward yeah, to, I, and they completely lay an egg. I do. I wish I can get this upset. I'm just like I'm not. I wasn't thrilled with everything, but again, game three of eighty-two, game, year two of a rebuild. I whatever it is. They 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 suck tonight. Be better Monday. Be better Monday. Yeah, that's all against a much better team. Against Austin Matthews, who's on pace for th- 246 goals. Two yeah. hat tricks to start the season. Have fun with that. So, uh, I told, because sports is stupid, I totally expect the Blackhawks to win six to nothing. <laughs> yep. If, if it's going to happen, that's You lose it. to Montreal. You have an awful effort against Montreal, a team that, on paper, you're even with, or not far behind. Uh, yeah, you could argue Montreal's probably in better shape with. Guys like Suzuki and Caulfield, yeah, they're more experienced. They're a couple years ahead, probably. But the difference is not that ba- big. Shouldn't be. So then you're going to go into Toronto Monday night against you know everybody's favorite regular season juggernaut. Your favorite regular season juggernaut. And uh, they're going to go in there. Austin Matthews, six goals in two games. Everybody's going to expect the Blackhawks to just get pummeled, and they're going to win that game. I hope you're right. You watch. They're going to win that game. It'd be great if you were right. Well, I, I'm, I'd like to think that Richardson's message is going to be similar to that. Of of you, you listen to, you watch the tape, you learn from some mistakes, but then you know it's game three of eighty two. You you, you kind of just flush it away and move on to a new night, a tougher opponent, and you try and go into it with a clean slate. I think that's the probably the best way that this team can move forward from this effort, which, like we said before, was like 55 minutes of just wasted time. Sorry. I'm not just like, eh, they'll be better next time. This one sucked. I'm sorry. It, they sucked. It was it was a terrible game. I'm not looking forward to hosting a post-game show after a playoff loss. It's not about – but it's not – well, look, I mean, I hope it happens. Like, I, I just – it's not – I wasn't this pissed after Boston. It's no. not about – it's not about the losing. It's how they lost. It's how they lost this game. And you had two guys in Reichel and Radish getting huge opportunities after you could argue not really earning said opportunities and both completely laying egg. I don't give a shit about Lucas Reichel's six shots. I don't. The three of us put ourselves out there every show last year for Lucas Reichel saying this guy should be here. He should be playing. He should be playing, but fine. We'll trust the process. Now he's here. Three games, no points. He's been a complete non-factor. You know, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The, I, I think the the telling thing about his six shots is that, as, and someone pointed it out in, in the chat earlier too, I didn't catch the name, but um, he had six shots on goal with a 
one expected goals goals for rate. Like, if you have six shots on goal, you should yeah. at least be above point five. So that 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 tells you the the danger and the impact that those shots had. And we sat we sat here and, and watched the whole game. And when you said six shots, we were all like, "What?" Yeah, no. So I, it, I couldn't the, believe it. The the impact getting shots on goal is is wonderful, but you have to get something out of them. Get a rebound. Get yeah. you know. Get get a get a danger get it from a dangerous chance and and I think with the with with Reichel with Korchinski as well you need to start seeing some assertiveness yeah. in 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 their game Reichel I know he has the ability to make some some pretty nice passes he can thread some good passes but you got to take more of an initiative to when you have the puck in dangerous areas shoot it Korchinski tonight. Uh, in the third period, was on a nice rush, cuts to the center of the ice, gets between the dots, gets to has has a lane to the net between the dots, just above the hash marks. And I don't know if his if his thumb slipped off the controller or what, but he <laughs> he fumbled a, a half a half pass to I think it was Bedard was was coming down the 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 wing, and it just skittered right into the uh, Montreal defender skates. Shoot, kid! Like yeah. you're you're yeah. this offensive defenseman, take the shot. And everything else he's doing offensively is good. Yeah, he's activating at the right times. He when he does make a, a mistake here or there, which offensive defensemen are going to do, he gets back and defends it. Like he's he's doing everything right, yeah, but he man, has the wheels skate to do that and put the puck on net. And I think part of it is, I would say this is the symptom of a young team feeling frustrated and not being able to convert and or trying to make the perfect play, right? I get that you could say that, but we've seen that from this organization for a long time, that when things aren't going their way, they just pass and pass and pass and pass, and then they turn it over. Pass, 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 turnover. Pass, 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 turnover. It is like, like I said earlier, 12 redeemed verbatas. It's like 12 Andreas Athanasius on there. Spin, spin, yeah. curl, curl, stick turnover. Handles, stick handles, right. stick handles, yes. stick handles. Yes. Oh, I'm out of space. Turn over to puck. Korchinski has the skating ability to skate himself into open ice and get a shot through, or at least attempt to get a shot through. Right. It doesn't have to be walking in like as if it's a breakaway. It's not the kind of room you need. Just flip it through traffic and hope it hits somebody. It's how goals are scored. Mm-hmm. It's it's just I don't that's, know. That's how that's how Tyler Johnson's first goal was. Seth Jones just had an opportunity to put the puck on net. He did. Johnson gets there, gets to the front of the net. The puck, yeah. you know, Montebal makes the initial save, but the rebound's there. He turns. It's at his feet. Bang. Yeah, it goal. hits. Uh, it hits uh, Caden Gooley in both legs. Yeah. on the way through. Boom, boom. And there, Tyler Johnson standing there in front of the net. Hey, look at that. I have a goal. Look how that works. Crazy! I have a goal. We did win some Kingdom money though. Castle, Kingdom of Castle. We did win some money. We did win some money. We we making hockey bets today, uh, <laughs> and uh, if you want to make some hockey bets, I'm sorry, Paul. Ant Whistle already lost his family and now losing guys. Time to Reese Johnson. Poor guy. That's true. <laughs> Good point, Paul. Yeah, I don't know it's how rough. much that guy can take. Though Reese Johnson was. He okay. was actually he was noticeable. Yeah, he was noticeable. He had a breakaway, right? Was that Reese Johnson? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. Yep. he had a breakaway. And Daniel says layoff Korchinski is his third game. I'm praising him. I'm just telling him to shoot. He needs to be more aggressive. He's played great. Be aggra- shoot the be puck. Aggressive. Overall, be he's aggressive. Overall, he's been e- e- fine to e- good. E- yeah, 
But there's been at least he's one moment in all three games where we've gone, you got to shoot that Shoot there, that puck. Kid. And he'll learn. He'll learn. All right. Sorry. All right. Yes. Hockey bets. If yes. you want to make hockey bets. Do it. Uh, you need to check out the Circa Sportsbook, which is now live and online in the state of Illinois. And they've got a lot of things to help out the better out there. You have a lot of people say, what's the difference really between all these different apps, all these different sports books? Well, I could tell you that Circa Sportsbook has tight money line splits and a low hold model. What does that mean? Well, games will strive to be at a minus one tet split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sports book, which may use minus 115 or minus 120. What does that mean? That means more money for you to win on large market bets like futures, stuff like that, especially compared to the other sports books. Circa Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. So some of these other sports books, when you get on a hot streak, they might say, hey, you know what? We don't want you to bet that much because you keep taking our money. Not at Circa. They encourage bettors to download and explore all sporting bets apps available where you can find out Circa is the best. Compare the lines from each sports book, and you're going to know Circa is the place you go to win money. Plus, they offer amazing customer service. There are real people behind the Cir- Circa Sports brand who resolve issues in a timeline fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. All mm. aspects of the apps are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sports book at the Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So you're going to get quick responses, quick resolutions. So download the Circa Sports app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app i'll say that again circasports.com slash illinois dash app to sign up today also be on the lookout for circa events watch parties and tailgates if you or somebody you know may have a problem with gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER that's 1-800-426-2537 text g-a-m-b to 833-234 or visit are you really winning Dot com, where you can also get a copy of my biography on that website. That's Circus Sports. <laughs> Are you really running? I don't know. Mario, you just need a bigger head. We don't feel sorry for you. Yeah. We've I been mean, lugging I, these bad boys around for 40 plus you years. Like one, you look like one of the guys from Spaceballs. With that yeah. Take it down How many assholes we got on this <laughs> ship anyway? Yo. I feel like if, if anything, this just <laughs> illustrates the size difference between our heads. Well, we already that's that. what... No. Um, you know what I need to do when I get home? Forget about this game. Yep. I'm going to let this game go up in smoke, as Cheech and Chong used to uh, say. Yes. And if you need help putting things up in smoke, our friends at Sunnyside will help you do it. They are your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where you can walk in and feel comfortable and not out of place and educated and confident in your purchase because Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season no matter where you are on your cannabis journey, you can order online. They've got in-store pickup and a loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. I'm going to hit that Mindy's when I get home. Ooh, it's going to make me feel nice and relaxed. I'm not going to be mad about the Blackhawks anymore. It's going to be wonderful. And then if I can't sleep, I'll take my counting sheep gummy. That'll be great. And maybe I'll roll up some Cresco because they've got that awesome flower. You can get the concentrates, the vapes. But just when you're looking for just that beautiful flower to roll up or put in a pipe or whatever... Fresco is the place to go. You got High Supply, Floracal, Wonder Remedy, so many great brands. And now through tomorrow, October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use the code CHGO25. 
No. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. Use the code yes. CHGO25 you at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Again, sunnyside.shop. The code is CHGO25, and you'll save 25% off. At checkout, must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. All right, updating the uh, the voting for four-star of the game. Our nominees are Tyler Johnson, Andreas Athanasiu, and Alex Vlasic. It's a runaway. We're not going to reveal it yet. We're supposed to save that stuff for the end of the show, you idiots. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. get those votes in. Um, but the 10 uh, o'clock news doing sports right on the <laughs> every turns it off it. But, Steven, you could probably start. Getting the graphic I ready. made it already. All right, great. Yeah. <laughs> Shock, a shocking development. I'm Got sure. a quote here from Luke Richardson, and this is referring to uh, Sean Manahan's shorthanded goal. If you remember the moment, Connor Bedard is on the right, like between the point and the circle, shoots, tries to go bar down. He's aiming for corners, aiming high. He's got that accuracy. He can do it. The shot rings around the boards, and it gets bumped out and then Monaghan takes it for a breakaway and scores. Here's what Richardson had to say. When there's a shooter on the other side of the ice, you have to protect that shooter and make sure you get to the wall or back that up. We didn't do that tonight, just poor decision-making. So that is, without Luke saying it, Luke saying Seth screwed that one up and made a bad decision. So what he's saying is when Seth sees Connors about to take that shot from the point, he's got to get over to the boards to protect against that puck ringing around and out because with the velocity coming off uh, his shot, even though we were told it was a weak shot in the pregame show, um, with the velocity coming off the boards that fast, Montreal is going to be off the Not other our way. Pre-game show. You missed that? Not our pregame show. Not our, Not pre-game, our pregame show. show. No. no, the other no, one. No, yeah, you're you're correct. Keep going. Yeah, so, so someone's got to be there to protect that wall and protect that puck from going out. Even if you're not worried about an odd man rush the other way, you still know if Bedard misses that shot – the physics of it are going to ring it around the boards to the, you know, to the Hawks left, Montreal's right, and it's going to be a chance even for a clearing, a yeah. clearing puck that's uncontested. So he's got to get to that wall. Now, look, these guys are trying to make things happen. I get it. Seth Jones has had better games, that's for sure. But that's about as, as direct of a criticism as, as I've seen from Luke Richardson so far as a head coach. Yeah, and it's, and it's not only to try and make sure that there's no – shorthanded chance going the other way if he misses that shot but it's also just keeping keeping the power play alive in your own zone right to not not let that puck get out even if you are the only one there that's going to corral it you still would want to keep it in the zone to not lose any momentum to have to come back circle out and get it back in so yeah that's that's a misassignment there uh and unfortunately ends in the back of the net um yeah it's the, the amount of shorthanded chances that Montreal had tonight, it's 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 really amazing that they only had one uh, get converted. And, you know, Peter Morazic, I think, had a pretty, you know, one goal you'd like back out, the of, the, one, out of the three. Um, yeah. But even then, that's that's a that's a great shot. Just a great shoot right over his shoulder. That's, that's a hard one to save. Uh, so, again, like, he had another pretty decent night. You you get a guy making thirty three saves on thirty six thirty you know thirty six shots, uh, he's giving you a chance to stay in the game, and that's and that's what he did. So, um, not a horrible night from him. He did have a one little little mini heart attack play where he, you know, the puck 
was uh, I think he controlled the rebound and then kind of just like let it sit there for a second and was like, wait a minute, now I have to cover this up. Um, so his night was was not too bad, but yeah, you'd like to see, uh, you know, him not left hanging on those shorthanded chances so often. Yeah, there are way too many of those. Uh, a couple chats. I want to get to Windy City Hockey. Hockey here. It's a different guy. Windy City Hockey says nobody will be rooting to lose like last season, but another top five pick would be the best for the rebuild. The season's about growth, not wins and losses. And gravely uh, up a little bit there in the chat. Steven uh, sort of echoes that. He says it's a rebuild game. There will be ups and downs all year. Everything's going to be okay. The sun comes up tomorrow, and Lord willing, the creek don't rise. We shall wake up to a new day. Look. You guys are all sounding like us last year. That's fine. It's good. I, I understand all this stuff. Like, it's not about the – it's not about 3-2. It's about the way the 60 minutes looked leading to 3-2. Right. That bothers me. And I think that you all should kind of have – an expectation now of growth and improvement. And when games are bad, it's okay to say so. It doesn't mean, again, that I don't understand or don't want or don't support the rebuild. I am a 1,000% on board. A 1,000% on board. But there's just yeah, th- there's games like this that you can't just go, young teams, uh-huh. we could do that till the cows come home. And they right. come home late. No, I know. I, I don't think anyone's saying that, you know, this is – a reaction to blow up the rebuild or anything, but I, I I think expectations are still low, but at least this season there's expectations last year. You didn't expect anything except be shit. And I think this season it's, you know, you want to see growth. You want to see progression. You want to see good habits uh, out of the guys that, that matter out of the guys that are going to be here Long term, you want to see good habits out of Murphy and Jones as the veterans. You want to see good habits being built for Bedard and Korchinski and Vlasic and Kaiser and so on and so forth and Reichel. Um, you want to see those guys be able to start to look like more established NHL players as the season progresses. And and, and tonight, it was just it it wasn't a solid effort top to bottom. So you you want to grow from that. And against the expectation is against a team like Montreal, you shouldn't have that kind of effort. It should be better. It should look better, and it just didn't. I see we got a, I see we got a Penguins troll in the chat. What was the score Tuesday night there, champ? <laughs> what's your what's your loser Atlanta Braves logo, boy? You just love a lot of suck ass teams. What, what 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 happened? What happened last April when Buddy Robinson, the great Buddy Robinson, knocked the Penguins out of playoffs? Eat dirt, scumbag! Go away. <laughs> Got him. All right, nailed it. Um, someone in the chat also just had a good point, saying that uh, losing faceoffs is something that a lot of young centers go through. It is not Hawk specific. Agree with that. I would just like one guy sure, on this roster. That's Brad. <laughs> uh, one guy that can actually be counted on to win a faceoff, and they don't have that. You can't. You can't have four centers losing faceoffs. Right. Hey, and then, and uh, shout out to uh, Justin Adams, there, a new fan from Athens, Georgia, a hockey mecca down there. Decided to try the NHL this year. Know nothing about hockey. Well, you're in the right place. Obviously, I picked <laughs> a team that's rebuilding, but I had no, but had no idea. Had no idea, but I'm enjoying. Well, welcome aboard. Welcome. Thanks that's for the fun part, in. man. You, you don't want to jump onto a team that's great. Jumping on the on the on the ground floor here, hop on the ride, as we like to say. And welcome you, aboard. And you know what? If it if if you're not patient enough for the Blackhawks, just just wait. I think the Thrashers are coming back. 
Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So you might have a hometown team. And listen, I'm not I'm not home state. There there are a lot of things to be upset about in this game, but in the grand scheme of things, this is a game early in a season of a rebuilding season. Yes, I want more from Lucas Reichel. How long do they keep him at center? I don't know. How long is that leash? If if you get to game ten and it's still like this. I say you, you bump him out of there. Look, we did this to at least with, get his confidence back. We did up. it with Kirby Doc. Yeah, what? we've shoehorned him to be a center for a whole season. And I a don't. Half. I don't think. Uh, I don't think um, Luke is going to be that. I don't. Patient I would hope with not. It. So I don't know how long do you do that. We'll find out. If I don't see improvement in the next two three games, and I know I but I know I've been one all time. You know saying. Just give him the whole season, see what happens. But it, if it's bad, if it's this if, bad, if it's bad, then no. Yeah. Here's the, so I need to see something in the next. You can three live with ups and downs, games. but there's been no ups yet. What do, right. what do we say to him? Starting all, you know, having all of the training camp and preseason be, be matched up with the fantasy and Kurdishev, and then once the regular season starts, he do, he's not with well, those yeah, guys. Get, let those guys get together yeah. and see what happens. Like if. Yeah, you have to give him that line looked really good in training camp in the preseason. So yes, you have to get him. Uh, you have to get him at least a handful of games with those guys. But if Kershev's going to be out for another couple games, then maybe wait till he comes back to throw Reichel back out there. I don't know. It's yeah. it's it's not my call, but I definitely would, you know. But if Kershev comes back, I mean, I don't know if Philip Kershev is the magic solution to unlocking Lucas Reichel. No, I, it just, but the well, line maybe. makes more sense, though. Yeah, it's a good line, yeah. and we haven't seen it yet, and we probably still won't for a few more games. Um, and, and then we've had some uh, Bedard comments in there. I'm not worried about the, quote, development of Connor Bedard. He'll be fine. He's averaging a point per game as an 18-year-old in yes. the NHL. Are there things he's going to get need to get better at? Absolutely. Are, are the Blackhawks ruining Connor Bedard because we didn't go out and get top free agents for him? No. Knock it off. Who said that? I'll give you one guess. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, no. New but, season. Uh, not. Not. Some things never change. Yeah. Not worried uh, about Bedard. I just want to make sure that he is creating good habits at the professional level, and I. I, I don't doubt that he'll get there. I just I just want to see him be confident in his game. He has the green light to shoot, obviously. Um, but I also don't want it to become, for him, you know, if losses pile up, he's starting to do too much. He's starting to make too yeah. many bad plays, you know, too many risky plays and that, you know, start, start causing some bad habits. But, um, no, I, I don't worry about that for him right now. He got his first goal. He's had the two best secondary assists you're going to see all season. He's just <laughs> fine. Um, Tyler Johnson here post game. This from Ben Pope. Quote, I don't want to use the word selfish, but we started to rely on our skill instead of helping each other and making it more of a team game. When you do that, I find that's when things go south pretty quickly. It's exactly what we've been saying since the show started. There. That's, I mean, that's totally, totally accurate. Yeah. Um, there's a couple questions in the chat. Nate says, Taylor Hall update. Uh, he tried to give it a go today. We discussed it in a pregame show, which we do before every road game, so make sure you check that out. Yeah. Um, so looks like he's probably going to be a go Monday. It was a team. It was a Richardson decision to say, "Hey, give it a, give it some more time." Right. 
Paul wanted to play, but um, so that's a good sign for Monday for sure. Um, someone mentioned uh, Counter Bedard missing the net a bunch. That was up a little bit. There it is. It's from Kem. Bedard's been missing the target on a lot of shots so far. This will even put in the long. Run. This will even out in the long run. Everything will be fine. When you put as many shot attempts on net as Connor Bedard does, you're going to miss the net sometimes. He had five shots on goal, uh, four missed shots, and three more shot attempts. So that's 12 shot attempts. Yeah. Like, you're going to – and remember, he is aiming for corners. He's aiming for crossbars. He's not just, like, throwing it on net to see what happens. Right. When you have a sniper like Bedard, he's going to try to pick his spots. And there are going to be times he misses. Yeah. Right? So be patient with that. He's still getting great scoring chances, getting shots on goal. That's what you want to see. So uh, no concern. Someone asked for an honest assessment of Bedard through three games. I think we've been giving it. Yeah. But he's been the best Hawk. I Consistently. I don't think yeah. there's any question about it that he has been the best player in red, black, and white through three games. And I don't think it's really particularly close. Yeah. And I would say... Because he's the reason I think he's missing high a lot is because anything that's from like the the goalpost down, the crossbar down, is getting blocked a lot of times. Like look at 12, 12 shot attempts, five got through. Opponent opposing teams are keying in on him so much that he's getting so many sticks and shin pads and bodies in front of him that they're trying to not allow him to get those shots off. So a lot of the shot attempts he had tonight, the ones that didn't hit, uh, didn't get on net, were just were flat out blocked because of so much traffic is being focused on him. I would love for that traffic that and attention on him to turn into more uh, open opportunities for for teammates. But I think that's just something that's going to have to develop as more games get played, and you know he kind of realizes, oh shoot. Everyone is focusing on me. Everyone's bigger, faster, stronger. I need to maybe distribute a little bit more. Well, remember, too, he's skating with Taylor Radish and, and Ryan, Ryan Donato. Donato. Those guys are not drawing any attention from anyone. Right. It's like we were talking about the other night with the Lucic Pasternak two-on-one. If Lucic is going to beat you, cool. If Radish or Donato is going to beat us, fine. We're not letting Bedard beat us, which is why... Yeah. Taylor Hall makes such a massive difference and why over the last few ga- shows we've been talking about, hey, maybe we need to bring in a little more help for Connor Bedard up front for the power play, for even strength, whatever it might be. Right. Maybe it's Connor Garland. Maybe it's Shane Pinto, who a lot of people are talking about, and Ottawa doesn't seem to be able to get anything done with him. Mm. I don't know, but there's the, the fact when it's, we keep talking about this, when Taylor Hall's out, it's Connor Bedard and that's it. Right, and Espe- especially if they're not taking Reichel out of the center position. Right, and but my fear is too, like if you put Reichel on that line with Hall and Bedard, that's a great top line. But then what do you got? That like that's no, you're not wrong. It that's a little scary. All right, we got a bunch of super chats. We should kind of rifle through here. Um, McBaconator says they're pudwack out pudwacked our pudwack, and that upsets me. That's fair. Uh, yes, never get out pudwacked by the other pudwack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Nate says, only three games in. How concerned are you with the power play? Uh, how concerned are you with Reichel's play and losing confidence? Um, the confidence thing, we kind of talked about the other stuff. The confidence thing for me is you've got a young guy who is still very young in his NHL career, playing center in the NHL for the first time, and he's processing a lot. Just playing center. 
because there's a lot of responsibilities you're supposed to have. My fear is, are those responsibilities taking away from his instinct a little bit? I'm not ready to pull the plug on it. I want to see a few more games. I think 10 is a good number to start assessing, okay, whether or not it's time to... Yeah, sure. 10 games and at least three or four with Athanasio and Kershaw. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of my... that's my. If I have any concern about confidence, it's not that he doesn't think he can do it, but it's just the fact that it's it's kind of overwhelming for him right now, maybe. It could be, yeah. And that's not unusual, uh, Tom Jones. Uh, not you know for a young kid who's never played the position for before in the at, at the NHL, um, you know, it, it, I I wasn't expecting, you know, five goals and ten assists in his first twelve games, but I was expecting more than what we're seeing. So yeah, I I think it will take that one play, that one goal where all of a sudden we just relax a little bit. Yeah. Things will slow down at times, so maybe it's just repetitions, and that's what Luke Richardson is going to do. Just I'm going to stick with you, you know. After a night like tonight, and and our guy Charlie the Bacon guy sent uh, us this via text that uh, Lucas Reichel, according to the ESPN or is this ESPN or NHL app? I don't know. I didn't get. He text. was credited with five shots in a span of 27 seconds on a power play. Okay, fine. <laughs> that makes a little more sense. So that's that's where you go. It must have been one of those where the puck was in close and he shot three rebounds on the goalie real quick. Uh <laughs> yeah, so um I don't know. Uh, the 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 Reichel stuff Jeez. is is I'm not ready to declare him that he can't play center. It's not a great start. I'm definitely not ready to declare him a bust or an AHL player only. That's ludicrous. Oh, of course. Um, so you just got to wait and see. I trust Luke Richardson with the development. And that's another thing about, like, we had some other things in the ta- in the chat about the free agency. Oh, you should assign Domi and, and Comfort and O'Reilly and all these guys. Cool. That would have been a, for a real decent team this year. And then you got all these veterans that are here for three, four years. And then you're going to be the same people saying, get Ryan O'Reilly out of there. He's taking away playing time from Oliver Moore or Frank Nazar. What's this guy still? No, the timeline is clearly set for the 25-26 season to be the year that you go for it. Yeah. So it's it's they're playing the long game here. I understand the need that you wanted more talent for Connor Bedard, but Kyle Davidson's playing the long game here. I agree with you. <laughs> My only thing is, as as devil's advocate, uh, Domi signed for one year, Bertuzzi signed for one year. You got a lot of guys that could have helped on one year deals, and it sounded like Max Domi wanted to be back here now to play in Toronto where his dad played, the team yeah, he grew up rooting exactly. for. That's something that you a can't Stanley put Cup, a, a, a Stanley Cup chance yeah. yeah. Yes. And we don't know if there was ever an offer made. Maybe right. he got a two-year offer from here, and he said, no, I'll take one year to play where I grew up and a chance to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, and JT Comfer, who is, I know, talking to the Hawks and chose Detroit instead for whatever reason, fine. Maybe he feels Detroit's closer. Okay. Then Northbrook? <laughs> no, to a cup, I think. Oh, okay. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. There, like, <laughs> do you, we don't know what actually was attempted and what wasn't. Right. And you don't, like Greg said, you don't want to get yourself in a bunch of bad contracts just to, just to, you know, to be more. I was talking to somebody on, on Twitter about it today, and they're saying, like, well, like, Kane and Taze played with so much more talent. 
Like, and what did that get them after 2015? Nothing. Nothing. There was a ton of talent here after 2015, and they won nothing with it. Right. And that's why you are where you are now because of bad investments and bad signings and bad trades. Yeah. I'm still saying be patient, but I do think if there's someone out there, one guy that can still fit into your long-term plan that's not going to cost an arm and a leg that could be here for the next five or six years, you might want to look for that guy sooner yeah, than later. I, I agree with that. Uh, you know, the, the Connor Garland or Shane Pinto, I mentioned, or somebody like that, the team that wants, you know, Kyle Davidson done such a great job getting draft picks the last two years. Maybe it's now time you try and get either that guy that's in the AHL that's just ready to make the NHL, but, you know, there's a team that just can't play, or you get one of these, you know, uh, disgruntled guys or a salary cap team that just flat out can't afford to pay them. It's not a bad idea. I, it, what, I mean, if you, if you can somehow get a Shane Pinto here and give him the contract that he wants, that doesn't take away anything. That's not going to hurt you too much down the line. And it's going to get you better. So. I, I don't. Th- He's twenty-two. On, on that, I don't think Ottawa is trying to get rid of him. No. I think they're trying to make space for him because it, it. In that situation, it seems like they're trying to pay him fairly rather than urge him to take a significant discount for what he's actually worth. So I don't think I don't think Pinto is actually out there on the market to to go and get it. And and I would say uh, if we're if we're throwing out the idea of going out and making trades three games in, I, I, I think that's just that's way too early to, to even think about that. And I, and I don't think Davidson is even in that position. I, I, as much as we want to care about this team winning and losing and how much tonight was a game that it felt like, hey, we're not just being complacent with losses – Davidson and the the plan for the team is still not changed. It's it, nothing has deviated from the fact that this is still very early on in the rebuild, and the temptation to continue the temptation to build thicker insulation around Connor Bedard, I think is 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 hard to you know not fall to. But I think you have to look at it and say, you you see their how their contracts are structured. You see the flexibility that you know their their future has in twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, um, and you see the guys coming up behind them: Oliver Moore, Frank Nazar, uh, Sam Renzel, like all these guys coming through that should be here probably within the next three years if if things go very well. Um, you want you want them to be a part of it. You don't want to jump in and and get a guy who's 28 on a four year deal. You want a guy who's 21 on his entry level contract, who's ready to jump into the NHL. That's the ideal scenario. So, I I don't want them making any kind of addition move to kind of go for anything because at the end of the day, there's really this team still has nothing to go for if we're talking at thanksgiving american thanksgiving if we're talking christmas and they're somehow in a wild card spot then maybe you you scratch that itch a little bit but i don't think there's any reason to 
really look at it as we need we need to do something to be competitive. Like it's it's not it's not there. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it, the you make a trade for a guy that becomes part of the rebuild. You know that young player, but those guys are rarely ever. Yeah, they're not just not out there. wildly right. available, and they're usually expensive. But that's why I think we're, when we're talking about this, we're not just saying do anything, go make a move. You got to make no, a move to fix no. this. But there's a couple things that make a little bit of sense in the context of what they're doing. Yeah. And I think if there's any move where they're making additions, it's going to be along those lines. Kyle Davidson is not wavering from his plan here. Nor should he for the record. No. And I, I, I am all on board with that, you know, and I'm sure if he sees a guy that's like, Hey, this guy's 22, 23, he could be here and be a big part of the team for the next seven to 10 years. Yeah. I'm going to go try and get him. I'll give up some that, draft capital that i've acquired to get him and if that guy doesn't come around you just keep drafting and you keep developing look i'm glad that he's a gm and i'm not right because he's got like it's he's got that patience yep growing pains growing pains are going to happen we're getting some growing pains with lucas reichel he still played less than half a season in the nhl it's it'll be fine it'll be all right like it's good to have it's good to be disappointed a little bit because it means we actually have some expectations. Where last year, there were no expectations. Uh, Steven put on our chat that we're, what, like 300 people away from... Uh, Less than that, yeah. 40,000? Yeah. Sweet. And I know we got a bunch of new subscribers during the show. Just during the show, we had more on pregame as well. We're doing great. We're probably going to hit that goal. We are. Awesome. Maybe as soon as tomorrow. We'll see. Awesome. We're, we're, Make it happen this show, mate. Even better. All right. When we do hit the 40, I want to make sure the main account... Specifically, thanks to Blackhawk Show because we've been like a recruiting <laughs> magnet. Like, I, yeah. I guarantee you in the last month, if you put who's brought in the most subscribers, it could be us. Yeah, we're a breeding ground for sus- subscribers right now. It's been going yes, great. Yes, we are. Yeah. You would think so. We're the number four hockey podcast in America and the number one team specific podcast in America. You'd think we'd be influencing subscribers. Thank you very much yeah. for the air horn. All right, you want to get decked out for the hockey games coming up? The Hawks eventually play at home, we promise. It's going to happen. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Go get your Hawks hoodies, your shoes, your signs, your bobbleheads, everything you need for your man cave, your she shed, or the game. It is fall. It is football and hockey season. Go get some sweatshirts, some toques, slippers, pajama pants, everything you need to be warm. On we these cool, cool autumn nights. Man, I, aside from the constant rain, I love this weather. Sign me this up for weather this. weather sucks. All day. This 50-degree nice gray, oh. rainy shit. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, the rain was a little much, but... I enjoy hoodie weather. Overcast cold? Hell yeah. Give it to me. Uh, you look around our set. Lots of cool stuff from our friends at FOCO. Get some of your own. Go to FOCO.com or click the link in our description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. That's FOCO.com. Calm. Slowly sounding like my dad more and more every day. Um, hey. That's what you, happens, buddy. You like you, good beer? Get used to that. I do. Then you are going to like Goose Island Beer. They are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And they have a <laughs> tremendous beer roster. Steven? Ah, ah, there we go. Nice. Bad. Good idea, Mario. <laughs> Very good. I <laughs> light went on right over your head. Yeah. Uh, they have a tremendous beer roster of year-round beers that you can find uh, anywhere good beers are sold. Uh, you got the Full Pocket Pills, the Everyday Beer. It is what the Goose Island Beer Brewers are drinking. You have the entire family 
of the Beer Hug IPAs. Send a case to Mackenzie Entwistle. He could use a family. And oh, uh, <laughs> I'm surprised it took me that long to make that joke. <laughs> uh, and you got the golden cans of 312, the wheat ale, the staple of Goose Islands. Tremendous beer roster. And as much as we promise that the Blackhawks will eventually play at the United Center again, we promise that Blackhawks Pale Ale is going to be hitting the shelves very soon. So keep an eye out for that. You can grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers like all these and more at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that is the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. All right. Uh, any more super chats to pay off, Stephen? Oh. We good? Yeah, oh, we, okay. got, uh, we got a couple more. God. Uh, we've got Young Dangle God on brand. He says if you're looking for a guy who can get you scores. Uh, get your scores going a little bit. I know a guy. He threw in uh, his dollar super chat for alluding to Patrick Kane, which we appreciate. <laughs> uh, Windy City Hockey, the original, says Reichel played like he did in the AHL playoffs. Bad. Okay. Yeah. And Alan okay. K with a nice question. Cole Gutman had a team low ice time. CHGO thoughts? Uh, well, I think when he's you get on a power play, yeah, so that you get hurt. seven power plays, so that takes takes some time away. Of ice time away from. I do. I like what I see out of Cole Gutman. Uh, he struggled at the dot tonight. So join the club. Else. So everybody else. <laughs> but he had. He seems like one of those guys that like the puck finds him in the slot, and he just goes. Yeah, I got to get it off. He my makes stick. the right goal. Well, yeah, mean, he's a, that's how he's that's the goal he scored in Pittsburgh. Holy crap! Here comes the puck. I'm shooting it right away. He had a shot like that. Uh, Sometimes I want to say in the second period. Yeah. He makes things happen when he's out there. I really like what I'm seeing out of him, and and he reminds me a lot of Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I see that. I, I see that. Um, he's got that style. Uh, they they kind of look like they could be like Tyler Johnson now, not Tyler Johnson when he right. started his NHL. Yeah, career. no, there's definitely, and those two guys are, are I've got a uh, you know a good relationship going too. Yeah, they, they've they've bonded a bit in training camp. Um, they were on a line together in training camp. I think they're destined to be on a line together. Yeah, at some when, point, when this you team know, is fully healthy. Yeah, when, when you get when you get Hall and you get Kershev, and then those lines can go back to where you were in training camp uh, with Hall, obviously on the Bedard line, Radish with Gutman and Johnson. I think that could be a pretty effective line. Yeah. Um, and then Kershev with Reichel and Anthony Cu. You get that speed line. It gives you, you know, not three lines that all do the same thing each have a little dynamic so you know if we get full roster and we see that those those lines the way richardson envision them and they're bad for three four nights in a row okay well then things get the blender change. Out. but let's get the full roster out here and see what guys do when they're put in the in their right roles yes all right uh we have another segment we need to get to is it time steven for connor's corner uh, I think it's exactly that time. Yes, right. let's exactly do it. That time, right as I find the graphic. <laughs> there it is. Now it's that time. All right, Connor's corner. Not <laughs> sponsored yet. Feel free. Uh, Connor Bedard yes. ended the game with one assist. Get Gerber on the phone. Twenty-three oh two of ice time for Connor Bedard. Uh, that includes eight twenty-three on the power play. Whoo! Sheesh. Five shots on goal. Three missed shots. No, sorry. Three more attempts. Four missed shots. Uh, had a giveaway. Had a block shot, uh, and was one of nine on the faceoff. So and a bloody not, lip. And a bloody lip. Drew a four-minute major. Yeah. Drew a four-minute major. At the end of the game. Four-minute double minor with twenty-two seconds left. It would have been nice if Seth Jones could have scored that goal. 
So once again, Stupid even when the goals. Hawks are not playing great, and you know maybe Bedard doesn't score a goal or doesn't get that primary assist, you look at this all the stats at the end of the night, be it the eye test, be it the whatever, and he's right there at the top. The game score, the blue line, whatever you want to say. If he's not at the top, he's right in that floating distance, and that's that should be the expectation for the rest of his career. Is even when the team's not great, he's going to play a major role for the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. He should be one of the guys consistently with the biggest impact on the game. Like that is, that's that's the expectation for him, and that's the expectation that you have for for guys that you know are at the caliber that everyone is expecting him to eventually get to. The McDavid's, the McKinnons, the Matthews, uh, you know, guys like that, where it's just night in and night out, they're the most dangerous player on the ice uh, at all times. So. You know, it's it's good to see that even in a game where he just has a secondary assist, you know, gets a, gets the majority of his shots that he gets off don't, doesn't hit the net. Um, he's still out there doing a ton, make, trying to create a lot, and that's that's the expectation for him. He was also asked about being booed by the Montreal crowd, which I thought was a little odd, lame. Uh, but he said can he loved I, can it. Can I say one thing? Yeah, I don't. The 31 other fan bases are going to try to get under his skin, going to try to hate him, going to try to make him feel bad for being a Chicago Blackhawk and being drafted first overall. I, the expectation is he's going to get that everywhere. And I think when he finally gets to play in the United Center, that that home opener ovation is just going to be the loudest the building has going to f- have felt in probably two or three seasons. So all this stuff happening on the road, I hope it just goes in one ear, out the other, and when he finally gets here, he can feel the entirety of the city of Chicago and the, and the Blackhawks fan base uh, behind him. Yeah, I, I don't think it bothers him in the least. He said, I love ah. it. I'm sure he's unbothered. I'm sure when he's playing in them small WHL rinks, he could hear it a lot worse than just a boo with a, you know, you know, half of those WHL rinks were full because of him. Right. (laughs) Right. But I'm sure, you know, the insults could be heard a lot better there. So he survived, uh, set records out there. Uh, Yeah. It's a little weird that you boo a kid in his first game in your building. Like I understand if a guy comes in who just like, ended your season last year or, you know, injured your star player last season. It's third NHL game and you're booing him and you touch the puck just because he's not playing in Canada It's because they didn't win the lottery. Tough shit. It was weird. You're booing Connor Bedard and you're cheering Corey Perry. What bizarre world is this? Yeah, what are we doing here? (laughs) Corey Perry was a warrior tonight, by the way. He got his ass kicked several times. A warrior. Uh, I was, you know, being sarcastic a lot in the summer saying that Corey Perry is going to be everybody's favorite Blackhawk. God, I, I love having Start, Corey Perry starting to like team. him. Yep. Dude just went to the front of the net and, and Savard put him into the, you know, post head first with a cross check that wasn't called. Dude is out there. He's leaving a piece of himself on the ice after every game. You got to love that. There's a reason that he has played as long as he has. There's a reason someone like Luke Richardson was like, I want this guy on our team. Go get this guy for us. There's a reason, and there's a reason that 31 fan bases hate Corey Perry. Yeah, 
because that's the way he plays. By the way, a little bit of news on the Montreal side. Uh, Stu Cowan, who covers the Canadians uh, for the Montreal Gazette, says Kirby Doc will be reevaluated tomorrow after suffering a lower body injury. Uh, he got so planted into the Blackhawks bench. By, He's saying uh, it's his Jared knee. Tenorti. I don't. If you're watching that hit against Tenorti, I don't know where his knee got hurt at all. It was his weenie. Strange. <laughs> his weenie. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. The, uh, the Doc brothers, they just can't stay out of the trainer's room. Yeah, yeah and I they mean, beat up on each other when they were kids, and now they're paying for yeah, it. Yeah, they probably should have. They should have. Uh, they probably should have uh, saved a few of those punches. Maybe they'd be. A, yeah. Yeah. I, no, I, it's, hopefully it's, it's, you don't, you don't want to see it. Hopefully he's fine. Um, I, I know Kirby Doc is a polarizing figure here in uh, Chicago, but you definitely don't want to see the kid get hurt again. No, I, I right. seems like a good kid. I wish him well. Uh, all right, before we wrap up, we've got to give you the four-star of the night. The nominees, Tyler Johnson, Andreas Athanasiu, and Alex Vlasic. You got my drum roll? Since you yelled at me last time, Mom. <laughs> the winner is Tyler Johnson, and he probably deserved it. Two goals plus two, five <laughs> shots on goal. Yeah. Um, he was solid, had a very good game, was in the right place at the right time, and I like what he said after the game about, hey, playing this way is not going to work, so let's fix it. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, he had the biggest impact on the game, clearly. Uh, the You know, the two goals. Um, he's a guy that's, that's going to give you that consistent effort night after night after night. He's not a superstar player. Uh, but he's he's a guy that you can rely on. Definitely. Absolutely. Good for him. I'm a big Tyler Johnson fan. I uh just such a pro. Such a good mm-hmm. guy. So and he's he's dealt with so many injuries since coming here. So if we can get a seventy five to eighty two game season out of here him this year and contributing, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Love it. All right, we are back on Monday. 5.30 pregame show. Am I right? Yeah, 5.30 pregame show. Before we leave, On Monday. Yes. We have to tell people about uh, the wonderful perks of being a diehard yeah. at CHGO. You want me to do that? Sure. Yeah, there's wonderful perks about being <laughs> a, a diehard at CHGO, which includes uh, access to so many things, uh, including a discount, on all of our merch and events, 20% off of merch and events. Uh, you get access to our Die Hards uh, Discord channel. Uh, there's some Die Hards only written content at CHGO that you'll be able to uh, get access to. And uh, you'll be able to take advantage of some of the amazing events that we have, including our uh, CHGO takeovers. We got two for the Blackhawks this season. Uh, we got some for the Bulls. We have our CHGO uh, tailgates, Bears tailgates. We got one coming up tomorrow. That is going to be one that you do not want to miss as the Bears get ready to play, take on the Vikings. And at the next three CHGO Bears tailgates, that's uh, this up t- tomorrow, Sunday the 22nd, and November 9th against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, X Golf is going to be there. What is X Golf, you may ask? Well, think of Top Golf, but nicer. Fancier, bougier, more extreme. Uh, They are (laughs) more extreme. I'm in. Um, They are going to be at our next three uh, CHGO tailgates, giving away a $200 gift certificate to any of their Chicago land locations. You can find your nearest X golf location 
uh, by going to playxgolf.com slash Chicagoland. Um, listen, you want to you wanna golf in a fancy facility, X Golf is the place for you. And if you want to have the best time before watching a Bears game, the CHGO tailgate is the place for you. Go to allchgo.com, get all of our event information, ticket information as well. And when you're there, become a diehard. Uh, you get a free shirt upon sign-up. And every year that you renew your diehard subscription, you also get another free shirt. Yes. And there's tons of shirts to choose from, from our uh, illustrious CHGO locker. Uh, you got Blackhawks shirts, Bulls, Bears, Hawks, Cubs, Sky, Fire, Everybody. Red Stars, CHGO branded merch. Uh, you can get the Marathon shirt. Even though the marathon's over, I love that logo. Yeah, I don't like running, but I like the logo. <laughs> so yeah, become a diehard. All those good I, things. I don't think it's a good uh, time. Being a diehard has borders. I believe if you're north of the border or in another country, we'll still take your money. I yeah, believe. if you want to be a diehard in Canada, we got yeah fans all over this globe. Yes. You'd yes. be a diehard wherever you want. Yes, we can. We'll take your. We will get the exchange rate, and we will gladly take <laughs> your money. Yeah, and Stephen, um, I almost forgot. Can you get the single shot of me real quick? Um, before we wrap up, I just want to send my sincere, sincere condolences uh, to the USC Trojans. Um, they're now they're now six <laughs> and one. I thought this was something serious. I hope you enjoyed uh, that ass whooping. Oh man, um, Caleb Williams, which of your three interceptions was your favorite? We'll pull you later. Um, go Irish! All right, save, Steven, that, for, save Steven, that for another podcast. Can I get can I get my single shot? <laughs> the Badgers suck. The end. Yeah. I don't watch college football, so I don't Sorry. Care. T's and P's of the UFC Trojans. I did for a little bit. I saw Caleb Williams tonight. Yeah, no thanks. The fraudulent Trojans. <laughs> yeah. You don't want those in your life. I promise no, you that. No. That's how you get you kids. You don't want all right. faulty Trojans. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> all right. We're back Monday. 5.30 pregame, postgame after the game. We hope you see you there. On the way out, smash that like button. And if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. And if you're listening on the podcast, pause it, pull over, Open YouTube and subscribe from every account you have. We'd appreciate that. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to everybody Monday at 5.30 on the pregame show on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. We all silly like the mayor. 